Welcome to the Inside Scoop Live podcast, where indie authors get personal about their books, their writing, and their passions. I'm your host, Sherry Hoyt. Join me for some lively conversations with debut indie authors and seasoned veterans alike. It's a great place to find your next amazing read or even get inspired. So sit back and enjoy the show and let me know what you think. Hi, everyone. Connor Shane joins us today to talk about his debut novel, A Warm Touch. The story takes place hundreds of years after the extinction of humanity, where a whole new world of technology and animal-like intelligent life live in a reconstructed society. More on the story when we talk to Connor, but first let's get the inside scoop on the author. Connor Shane is an almost 20-year-old author currently making his way through community college. He hopes to become an ecologist one day in order to help better understand and protect the wildlife of our planet. Connor loves a story that carries a message and believes art is one of the most beautiful ways to teach lessons, allowing us to live our best days. He prefers deep discussions about life as opposed to throwing opinions about the weather into the wind. He's also a serious gamer. You can connect with Connor Shane on Instagram as Curon2014 and Twitter at KonaBlaze73. Well, hi, Connor. Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. Hey, really happy to be here. I'm excited to hear about your book and your writing journey. Can you tell us a little bit about how you came to be a published author, first of all? So I guess with this whole like publishing novels thing, I suppose I'm more doing it just, I guess, out of curiosity, I suppose, Mm. because ever since I really got into writing stories and putting them online and, you know, seeing that some people, you know, will respond and say that they really liked it and everything that felt meaningful to me. I always kind of thought on and off, maybe I would want to try and get this book out, not just on like on one website, like Booksy, for example, which is why I mainly posted unofficial like short stories and stuff. But a lot, I guess a lot of people nowadays might talk about the money part of it and It's like, yeah, sure, that obviously would be amazing. (laughs) But I think for me, true art isn't just like a product that, you know, you kind of ship out from factories. It's really about the connection you can make with people. And when someone can make an attachment to whatever kind of art is, whether it's like a movie or a video game or a book, and that they can just get whatever they would get out of it, whether it's a life lesson or it just makes them feel better. That to me is what I think my stories could do. Mm -hmm. And that's why I just wanted to have my stories out there just as much as, you know, reasonably possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though books, you know, nowadays, I think aren't as widely appreciated as they might've been once because of, you know, stuff like, social media and all that there's still you know an audience out there for stories so i just wanted to see where it would go if i really took that step of being a official author Mm -hmm. you're doing it in my opinion for the right reasons like you said sure it would be nice to make money and that may come you never know yeah but your recognition to the true artist it's all about the writing for a lot of people and they just want to get their work out there. And that's what it sounds like has been your experience. Yeah. You know, whether the two things will kind of collide and it'll be, you know, financially successful and emotionally successful, I guess. 
who knows? I just got to try it, I guess. You yeah. know, that's the scariest part, but. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your story. What is A Warm Touch about? So the beginning is sort of what a story of if humanity had a World War III with nuclear conflict and that escalated to pretty much wiping us all out. And where these animal characters come from is some secret experiments that were going on mainly in the U.S. Mm. where they were trying to see okay, what would happen if we took human DNA and animal DNA and try to mix them up enough to where we could have, I guess, what they figure to be like the ultimate specimen. You know, you take the best of humans and the best of an animal and combine them. Mm. And maybe that would be like the new evolution. But the experiments themselves weren't completely finished by the time everything went bad. And so by the time that these new people were able to emerge from their, I guess, from their cryotubes was when humanity was gone and all they had was pretty much the ruins of what was left and um they were like over the next 500 years ish they just decided you know to build up their own civilization and kind of take what humanity had and what they could retrieve from the ruins and try to be i guess just the next step forward mm, okay and uh so that's where like that kind of new society these um united cores each core sort of being like its own country but they all try to work together as if it were like the united states but multiple countries working together yeah yeah it's about the united nations really anyway so that's where the like the setting is so it's kind of futuristic but also like it's not like a sci-fi thing where that's the main focus it's just kind of what might happen when technology evolves enough in the future. Okay. All um, right. So what inspired the actual storyline, the idea behind the story? So I suppose it was a bunch of small details in my life that really ended up culminating in the story I wanted to tell. I mean, when it comes to stuff like dealing with my own mental health and my friends, that's something I've had throughout pretty much my whole life, really. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, elementary school when I first started making really close friends and then all the way up through I mean even you know today there's still mainly online friendships that I'm trying to balance with the rest of my life and times where I'm not sure if I want to be friends with them but then other times we work it out and how I think seeing just stories of other people's relationships and what's happened to them and kind of from my experience what i've found to work with myself and people close to me and also in my family too you know not just with friends outside of my family but also with my parents and um even my kids in my classes mm-hmm. and it's kind of looking at those relationships and seeing what worked for me and what didn't work and thinking that I'd like to help out whoever I could that maybe could learn from that and also combine that with the mental health part because I figure that if you know how to, I guess just to better understand who you are and what your feelings are and not be so afraid of being able to communicate with yourself 
and mm -hmm. appreciate yourself. But that kind of challenge, I think, plays into the challenge of communicating with other people better and trying to be a little more gracious with other people, just like you are with yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and because I've always dealt with that so much, I figure, well, I think I can say something about that in a way that it's not just feeling fulfilling to me, but, you know, maybe it could mean something to someone else. So I figure that there's really nothing else I would want to make a novel, like a first novel about. I felt so deeply that that kind of story is something I would want to read. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think a good story not only entertains, but there's a message there too. I mean, as readers, I don't feel like we just want to read mindlessly. I, I think some of the best stories are stories with a message to them. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you say that, actually, because I really do believe the same thing. Not that, you know, quote-unquote mindless content is bad. I just feel like there should never be an oversaturation of either kind. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, having kind of both, I think, is definitely more interesting, at least to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did you have a specific age group in mind when you were writing your book? Who would be your target audience? I didn't have a specific age group in mind while writing. Mm -hmm. But you know, as I've reread the story, I feel like it's definitely for teenage years and up. I mean, a lot of the deeper stuff wouldn't probably would just go over the heads of like, you know, little kids. And I think I'm definitely talking more towards the relationships that happen with kids that are around 15 to 20, you know, even young adults. Although, you know, I've seen stories of like older adults like 30s 40s still having these same issues right so i think there's a wider range once you get past like teen years and up i think anyone in that range could really you know if they're interested in this kind of thing mm -hmm. and they want to dive into the more emotional relationship aspect of their lives whether it's with themselves and or other people I mean, the characters' ages, I suppose, are a reflection of that. I mean, they're all 18, 19, 20. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that comes directly from me and my friends being those ages. I wanted to make the characters close to at my age or my friend's age because that's the age group that I've known the, the best so far. So I didn't want to make someone, like, 50 years old and then not know how they might act because right. that's just not something I wanted to explore in the story. I wanted this to be for my fellow teenagers, honestly, because <laughs> yeah. they're the ones that I think tend to have the biggest issues when it comes to these kinds of relationships. So I was like, well, make the characters those ages. I think it could be more relatable. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that makes sense. You know, you always hear, write what you know. What was yeah. the most challenging aspect for you? writing a warm touch so i mean it wasn't as hard as maybe some authors might say about their books but definitely something that i guess sort of surprised me was just looking at the emotional parts of the book that i had planned like when the characters are trying to talk about the issues that they have with each other and themselves and like having a lot of anxiety or not trusting their friends or 
feeling like they can't talk to themselves or to their their friends because they're so i guess so scared of what might happen mm. and but you know all those fears have come directly from me and the kinds of overthinking issues and all that that i still have every day and um having to open that side of me up you know way more than i ever have with any other story because i wanted to delve into it so much more here than i've ever done with like a shorter story it wasn't like impossible but i think it helped me honestly to better improve that relationship with myself to not look at the negative feelings that i have as like a bad thing mm. but it did definitely make me feel almost like mockery sometimes because when i'm writing different characters i need to think about when someone else is not being nice to me what is their perspective and that gets hard because it can almost feel like i'm making fun of myself but then you know i think with something like this you just got to remember what the point of this is and that you're trying to analyze what's going on and that you know exposing these feelings isn't the same thing as just you know ripping them up and then making yourself look bad mm. it's put it's put out there for the reason of saying this is what happens you know this is the raw emotion that happens but then this is how we can work on it and make it better so i think what the characters go through in terms of learning about themselves more is it's kind of what I also went through, you know, trying to figure out how I wanted to write it. So it was more challenging than I guess I would have expected, but there's a I vulner- wouldn't want to change it really. You yeah. Know? Yeah. There's, there's a, a vulnerability kind of putting yourself out there that can get hard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm curious as to what your friends and family think about your writing career. Was it a surprise to them that you were writing a book or did they know about it all along? And how do they support your writing? So my closest friends have always known that I really like writing and specifically the relationships that I have maintained over the past, like maybe three, four years on the social media site called Discord, which Mm -hmm. has gotten like a lot more popular since maybe like 2018 yeah, or something when I first got on there. And they're also like artists themselves. Like one likes to draw, another one likes to write also. And like a relationship has never been like completely influenced by my writing, but I have shared my other like stories and stuff with them. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I'm really appreciative of the fact that my friends and my family, like my parents and even my farther out family, they all support my endeavor entirely you know they think that me being able to not only i guess indulge in something that i enjoy but also be able to have the way to publish it and get it out there to try to make it something more than just a hobby mm-hmm. i think they if they wanted me like they didn't have me so that i could do something specifically for them you know but they're definitely proud of what i've done and I can always, you know, rely on on my friends and my family to encourage me, really, and also to help me with constructive advice and kind of general, I guess, guide in terms of like maybe what not to do or what to do with, I mean, not just the writing, but really with anything in my life. Well, it sounds like you have a great support group, and that is so important. 
Have any of them given you feedback on your story? Yeah, I mean, they say it's interesting for them because they're like, oh, I can kind of see parts of what I know about you in the book and also kind of some of our interactions being represented in certain parts of the characters' interactions. So that makes me happy. So like, well, yeah, that was what I was going for. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, that. That's great. Well, it's a huge accomplishment. So I just, you know, congratulations to you for sticking with it and, and putting yourself out there like that. That's, that's amazing. What do you like to read? And are there any authors that kind of inspired mm. your own writing? So yeah, I definitely do read. I guess I wouldn't say necessarily like a bookworm because there are a lot of other Things that I try to do, I try to balance my time, even though it's really hard. <laughs> but so there's this, actually, he's pretty famous, um, this author of Rick Riordan. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone knows about him by now. You know, he wrote Percy Jackson and the Heroes of Olympus and all that. And those are the books that got me into appreciating a written story. You know, something that wasn't just a video game or a movie. And again, not that those are bad. I love those. But yeah. This series just kind of showed me, oh, you know, simple, what looks like just words on a page can actually be something really cool, too. Because I guess at least to me, the writing that that Reardon put out was very fantastical. So it was easy for kids, like, I think it was in middle school when I started reading it. You know, it was meant for that kind of age group. Mm -hmm. So the, I guess, like, the syntax of it wasn't too complex, but also deep enough to where we could connect to the characters and had like that mix of fantasy and reality yeah that just made it really i guess easy and intriguing to read and i think it definitely showed me how deeply you can connect with the character and kind of learn along with them and try to even be inspired by you know the good things about them and i would find myself sort of thinking in some of the same ways that they might and try to apply that to myself um, in terms of like how they acted just as being kids, you know, with their friendships and their struggles and saying like, wow, that's actually really similar to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And that definitely allowed me to better appreciate some other series that my dad would introduce to me, like Robert A. Heinlein. He's definitely more of a political writer, I would say like sci-fi politics sort of thing mm. definitely has more of like a comedic sense to his writing and he would talk about really all the different sections of society and give his commentary on what might happen to certain governments and even just the world as a whole in the future and i think i mean for me it wasn't the politics as much as just kind of seeing that you can write about something as <laughs> as conflict heavy as government and people's political opinions and have it be out there so plainly in a way that was still entertaining and meant something i mean i think the books are funny and that the characters have a real you know they go on a journey they have an agenda to them in terms of what they want to do in the book but it's also just kind of a funny glance at humanity Mm. and uh that kind of more satirical aspect to it really allowed me to realize hey you can take life in kind of a funny way sometimes you know you don't always have to be so serious and that kind of being able to joke i guess at the right times can really help just kind of alleviate the pressure and maybe even help 
learn about something because of the way that he would talk about it through the jokes. And I think all these things made their way into my writing one way or another in terms of like the subtle comedy in the the relationships trying to be, you know, grounded, but also maybe taking place in a different world kind of thing. Yeah. When you're aware of all of the possibilities, it just kind of opens a lot of doors creatively. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely something people who, I mean, I think any kind of intelligence, not just creative, is about just looking at a pathway and seeing how you can expand it. And I think people talk about the normal kind of quote-unquote artwork. It's just when you're able to do that with an like an imagination of like what if and mm-hmm. being able to put it together like that that kind of imagination part of it of what these authors did to me was to appreciate the ability to think about that stuff in different ways yeah yeah absolutely now you mentioned artwork a couple of times let's talk about the cover did you do the artwork for the cover i wish <laughs> um i'm not that good at visual art and that's really just more of an acceptance thing like i i probably could i mean i think if you practice enough of pretty much anything you can get a lot better at it than you a lot of people might think Mm -hmm. but i just always enjoyed writing more so i just decided to focus on that more than any other kind of art okay um so yeah the cover i had it commissioned by an artist on Discord because there are servers where you know there are art focused servers where people will offer up commissions you can pay them like through paypal or some other service like that certain amount of money depending on how much you want them to draw Mm, and then you can just kind of text them back and forth you know what you would like and i've done that for actually all the character images in the book they just decided that you know these characters designs aren't like the normal kind of human design of course and one thing about just having a story only through text is there's only so much I can describe to you and the rest of it you have to imagine, which I think is a really cool part of reading. But mm-hmm. at the same time, with a character like this, if you don't already know about, you know, the furry fandom or characters like Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, characters that look like that, it might be kind of weird, maybe even difficult to understand what I'm trying to talk about with these characters of you know physical appearance yeah so i thought it'd be helpful to have an actual picture of some of them so it could hopefully maybe be easier to understand like okay this is what we're dealing with that's why i wanted them on the cover yeah well i i love it i think that they did a really good job and it is nice to leave things to the imagination of your readers as you said uh, based on your writing but the drawings the artwork adds just another layer to the story i think if it's done well you know Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the art they do, too, is great. These these are great artists. And if it wasn't for the internet, for Discord, I wouldn't have ever known about them. So that's kind of the other thing I was saying about just why I even wanted to kind of expose these kinds of characters to just say that, yeah, these kinds of artists are out there and they can produce, you know, good stuff. Yeah. So what are your plans going forward? Do you think you'll write another book one day? So I've actually got a series of books lined up that I want to write in terms of like official novels. Oh, wow. Because I, I really do feel like writing in this way is a part of me now. Like if I were to have a tangible soul, then this would be part of it because there's just something in me that wants to leave some kind of a footprint. Mm -hmm. 
because I guess it's just something about being human. You know, we want to feel like we have an impact. And I guess I just feel better when I'm working on things that I think will leave some kind of a good legacy behind. Just, I guess, just at the end of the day, because why not, you know? Yeah. If I'm going to, I always feel like if I'm going to die someday, then I want to die knowing that I did something just because I think I want to have whatever impact I could have just be, because I feel like that's that's the life I've had than not doing anything because I'm here. So I might as well. Yeah. Live your and, best life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, writing is one of the things that allows me to remember that and better kind of adventure on with that motivation. And obviously, you know, it's really hard to want to get up out of bed sometimes a lot of the time. But I think everyone does have something that will spark that fire in them. Maybe it sounds cliche, but I believe it. I mean, I found it, you know, with writing and even some of my um, like, like like scientific studies that I'm doing in ecology. And it's just about finding what it will be for you. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like more, I guess, solidified plans, I do have at least two more, I guess, sequels to A Warm Touch that would like take place in the same world and continue some of the character stories. Oh, good. And then different series that's more I'm planning to be more realistic in terms of not being in the future but more talking about modern day and how we have an impact on wildlife and that'll really be more coming from the uh, scientific side of my passions yeah that kind of ties in with what you're going to school for right now right yeah yeah oh good for you yeah did you have anything else you wanted to share today? I guess I did want to say something in general to anyone that wants, it's not just to be an, you know, a, an author, but who would want to aspire to be anything, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I guess I'm always sometimes afraid of like getting up on my high horse. But I think at this point, people, you know, might, listen to this and think, you know, how did, how do you actually, you know, manage to write a whole book? I've had, you know, other people ask me like, how did you do that? And besides saying, I don't know, <laughs> um, when I really think about it, for me, what I try to remind even myself, honestly, is that doing something like this doesn't have to be this ginormous, you know, task that you have to suffer through and nearly kill yourself to get to. Not every day needs to be like that. And a lot of life, I feel, is just figuring out what do I want to do? What is my goal? And how can I make each and every second as meaningful and as fun to me as possible? And if I can find a source to, you know, just dump in all my energy and really find a way to make each day just feel a little bit better, I think that is, for me, that's what life is about. And my books is my way of doing it. And my ecology, those are my ways. But there are many different ways to find that source of passion that you can focus on and use as a way to even remind yourself that you do have self-worth because you have this thing that you're going for. And honestly, that can be a lot more than a lot of people can say. And I've had friends that use their, that would use their art as a way to stop themselves from wanting to, you know, remove themselves from this planet because it's a reminder that they have something that is 
of self-worth and worth to other people. Mm. Um, and a key principle of that is just two words that I repeat in this book a lot because it's something that saved me multiple times. It's the idea of keep trying. And that sounds completely like, no, that doesn't work. Come on, Connor. And yeah, it's, obviously life is not that simple, but at the same time, I feel like in a certain way kind of is that simple in terms of whatever happens when it comes to maybe not being able to write a certain chapter because you don't know if what you're saying is correct or you don't want to go to school because you're afraid of, you know, whatever it is, that regardless of what happens, you know, everything's going to pass. I mean, life just happens regardless of what we do. And so I feel like part of this whole thing of making life, you know, the best it can be, whatever that would end up meaning, just what I try to say in the novel. I mean, hopefully it gets through. That's what, you know, the whole point of it really is, mm -hmm. is to just keep on walking forward, even if it doesn't seem like it's even going anywhere. Just take another step forward, even if it feels really awkward. And maybe if it, even if it feels pointless. Oh, that's just that's what the characters do. They keep going forward, even when they don't think that their efforts with themselves or their friends is going to do anything. They just think, you know, I just got to free myself from these chains, no matter how many times they come back to hurt me. You just got to just keep trying, keep trying. It doesn't matter. Maybe, you know, quote unquote, fail in the end. But at least, you know, at least you tried and you did something. And that's just what's helped me, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's great advice. And I think you are wise beyond your years. And, you know, because what is the alternative to stop trying? Yeah, I mean... Well, that alternative is, you know, what a lot of us will end up doing because it's, you know, yeah. I mean, it's hard to want to kind of raise yourself up and refuse to go back down. But I mean, you know, one of the reasons why Spider-Man is so famous is because he always gets back up. And, you know, I think that really says something about what that message means to people. So that's why I just have it almost slightly excessive. Well, not excessively, but a lot throughout my story just because you know they talk about if you could remember anything from my you know my story or my movie i would for me i'd want that to be just those two words of whatever is happening you just got to keep trying and it if you keep trying it will be okay mm -hmm. i mean seriously no matter what whether you think you're going to fail that test or you're so confident that you don't even think you need to try just you know either way just from my experience that's really been a lifesaver and I think we'll end with those words of wisdom. Connor, I just wanted to thank you so much for joining me today on the show. It's really been a pleasure getting to learn more about you and your work. No problem. Honestly, I appreciate this chance to just kind of talk about these parts of, I guess, myself and the book. So this is really, it's a, I think it's a blessed opportunity because I didn't expect this to happen, but it is. And like I say, if just one person is somewhat moved by it, then you know, that's a success to me. Absolutely. Um, so I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining me today for my interview with Connor Shane, author of A Warm Touch. You can connect with Connor on Instagram at Curan2014 and Twitter at Conablaze73. And be sure to check out our other interviews on InsideScoopLive.com. <laughs>